0: You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching.
1: On December night, over 2,000 years ago, a shining star illuminated a gathering of kings, shepherds, angels, and animals round a baby in a stable. T'was the Nativity, and it marked the end of a journey that began on a donkey's back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hold up there, Yeah. I beg your pardon? Your Nativity. That's not exactly how it happened. Here, look, let's start with that donkey. Neither of the Gospel stories mentions Mary traveling by donkey. And given the 60 miles of rough terrain they traveled, it's more likely they used a wagon. (laughs) minor details. But then the innkeeper informs Uh, them there's no room... Again, the Bible doesn't actually mention an innkeeper. And in the Greek, the word inn refers to an upper room in a house, not an actual motel. Oh, blast. Look, wherever it was, there was no room. So, Mary and Joseph were sent to the stable... Uh, No stable. Not in the Bible either Now you're catching on And in those days, most animals were typically kept in a cave A cave? Yuppers So it could have been that instead of a stable The Bible doesn't really say And the star of Bethlehem? Duh, that's biblical Well, we're actually right for once It's a Christmas miracle Okay, so now came the shepherds and the three kings No kings Three kings is from the song the Bible says magi, which means wise men. Three wise men? That works. Well, not so fast. While the Bible does mention three gifts, it doesn't specify the number of wise men that brought them. You mean there could have been more? Oh yeah, a whole posse even. With a crowd like that, it's a miracle the baby Jesus never cried. What, no crying he makes? That's just a lyric from a way in a manger, not actual scripture. (laughs) Well, of course he was crying You just added a whole crowd of strange men Uh, Yes and no There may have been many wise men But they weren't there that night You see Okay, that's enough Except for the blooming Star of Bethlehem You've just dismantled the most inspiring image of Christian tradition So what's your point? Point? Well, I guess it's this Even when all of the man-made traditions are stripped away the eternal truths still remain. Whether they traveled by donkey or wagon, God brought them safely to the birthplace that was prophesied. Whether born in a stable or cave, God provided shelter in a strange new land. Whether there were three kings, three wise men, or many, God called the elect to bear witness and testimony to the birth of Emmanuel. So whether your manger looks like this, Or like this The one thing that remains unchanged Is this A baby boy Born of a virgin This day in the city of David A savior Which is Christ the Lord Bless you sir I'll never look at the miracle of December 25th The same way again December 25th? Oh, I almost forgot Stop that Music (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, welcome to City Tribe on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, if you're a guest with us, uh, my name's Doug. I'm uh, one of the pastors here. And we're just so uh, happy that you would join us for uh, worship today on this Christmas Eve. And one of the things that I love about that little video we just saw is it kind of brings out the reality and historicity of the Christmas event. And aren't you glad that we worship a God that really came in real life history? And you know, if Christmas is real, then that means it can solve real life problems. And I can tell you, one of the uh, most real problems that we're experiencing in our country today is the problem of loneliness. People feel lonely. It's like this one single guy who was kind of feeling alone. And the lady that lived next door was, I don't know how to say it, but she was just mega hot. I mean, she was a beautiful woman. And one night during the holidays, this beautiful woman comes next door to the lonely single man's house and she knocks on the door and he opens the door and uh, talks to her and says, hello. And she says in this very sultry voice, she says, I am so lonely and I just really need to go out tonight and party and express myself, you know? She's like, Are you free? And his eyes got really big and he's like, Yes, I'm free. And she says, Oh, great. Can you watch my kids tonight? (laughs) Poor dude, huh? Well, the late Freddie Mercury put it this way. If you look on screen, you'll see a quote from Freddie, the former frontman of the band Queen. He says, you can have everything in the world and still be the loneliest man. And that is the most bitter type of loneliness. Success has brought me world idolization and millions of pounds, but it prevented me from having the one thing we all need, a loving, ongoing relationship. And that's the truth so the Christmas story actually solves the problem of loneliness, and let me show it to you in the scriptures, why don't we stand together for the reading of our focal text today, and this is going to be a passage that most people don't read during Christmas, but we'll go back to the Old Testament, Old Testament prophet Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, it says, all right then, the Lord himself will give you a sign, he says, look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means what? Say it with me. God is with us. God is with us. Did you know that if you want him to be, God is with you? So will you turn to someone next to you and tell him, God is with you, and then take a seat. All right, you guys go ahead and take a load off. It's not a long statement. It's not a whole conversation. Just God is with you, and then you go from there. Uh, but uh, if you look throughout the Bible, you'll see like 114 times in the Old Testament alone, God's saying, I'm with you. If you looked at the life of Jesus, he was with beggars and soul, enemy soldiers and prostitutes and tax cheats and all kinds of different types of people before he ascended into heaven. He said, I'll be with you even to the very end of the age. And so God is with you, and I know what some of you think. Some of you think, well, God's with those people, but is he really with me? I hope you'll see today that he's with you. And we're going to look at some of the different characters in the Christmas story and see how God was with them and how he can be with us as well. Now, the first couple of characters I want to focus on is the couple, Joseph and Mary. And so since it was a couple, I want to ask those of you, that are married couples, to go ahead and stand up, will you? Okay, and, and then those of you that are dating couples, go ahead and stand up. And then if you're with someone that, could potent, that has potential, it could be, I want you to stand up together. I just did you a favor right here. That's my Christmas gift to you right now. You stand up. And I want you to think through what Joseph and Mary were going through. You know, they know what it was like to go through a teen pregnancy. And some in our church have gone through a teen pregnancy. They know what it was like to be poor, you know, like poor. And some of us who, you know, as young couples, we know what it's like to not have as much money as we would like to have for sure. And they didn't have health insurance when they're pregnant. In fact, they couldn't even find an Airbnb to have a home birth. They ended up in a cave or a stable of some sort back in those days. And have you ever? Experience pain in your relational life, and I know all couples who have been together for any amount of time perhaps have had some struggle and issue. And what I want you to know today is that God meets you in your relational struggle. God finds you. Our our relational struggles reveal things that are in our hearts, and God shows Himself in the midst of our relationships, even in the craziness of relationships. At some point, and so. Could we give a little love to our couples today? A little love? You guys go ahead and take a seat. Good. God is with you in that. Now, the Christmas also, the story also involved what's called the Magi. And so for the, to represent the Magi, if you have got a college degree, I want you to stand up. Or if you're in college right now, I want you to stand up if you're in college Got a college degree or had any college classes, go ahead and stand up for me. And, you know, I'll stand up on that one as well. And it's like, um, the reason I'm having all our folks that have had some college is because the Magi were the educated class of people in that day. In fact, they were the academic elites. They were. Experts at astronomy, not to be confused with astrology. They were also experts in what the Bible calls like dreams and dream interpretation that had actually been passed down to them for many generations from the Old Testament prophet Daniel. See, Um, and so God is with you in your education and in your thinking. The Magi were the ones that were able to read the signs to see that the Messiah was coming in that manger. And it reminds me of academics like uh, Dr. Francis Collins, who's a scientist that mapped out the human genome. He came to believe in God because of his scientific quest. And he saw God in human DNA. And he wrote a book entitled The Language of God, Also reminds me of Dr. John Lennox, an Oxford mathematician who easily and clearly defeated Richard Dawkins in a debate about the existence of God. And we could talk about William Lane Craig and many, many other academics that have come to see the truth of God and Jesus Christ. And what I want you to know is God wants you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and your mind. And so God is with you in the midst of your academic pursuits. So we, could we give a little love to our college friends today? You guys go ahead and take a seat. Thank you guys. And God is with you uh, in your thinking through what you believe, whether you've been to college or not. But uh, the next group that we see in this story is the, the group of shepherds. And so to illustrate the shepherds, I'd need those of you that are 16 years old, Old and younger. If you're 16 and younger, go ahead and stand up for me, will you? Okay, you're like, Mom, Dad, do I have to stand up? Yeah, play along with us, okay? Uh, You're 16 or under, stand up. And the reason that I'm having you guys stand up is because in the Bedouin culture for thousands of years, they gave the responsibility of shepherding the sheep to the teenagers and the kids, to the children. That's why you see on screen an actual Bedouin shepherd today. And this practice has gone on for many, many years. If you want to see the kingdom of God, you have to see it through the eyes of a child. Jesus says, yeah, let the children come to me. Let the kids come to me. God brings his kingdom oftentimes to a new generation in and through younger generations. And I know kids that a lot of adults gripe at you about your technology habits. I know it was hard for you to just put your phone down and stand up during this time of the, the sermon. I know, but that's okay. Um, don't, don't worry about that. And I know that, you know, adults will gripe about your participation trophies and things like that. But look, God, you're never too young to start following God. And God is all about the younger generations, and he loves you, and he wants to be with you, so let's give some love to our kids, and uh, you guys go ahead and take a seat, and take a seat. Now look, I understand that some of you are like, I wanted to stand up, (laughs) and you're like, well, you know, I'm older now, and I don't get to stand up because I'm not in the young generation. If you look at the Bible, you'll see that God's with those who are older, too, The life of Sarah, she was a sexy senior citizen, (laughs) and she fulfilled her purpose on the earth because God was with her at an old age. See, if you're not dead, you're not done. God is with you. Others of you are like, well, you know, I wanted to stand up during that couple part. Well, you're saving a lot of money on counseling right now by being single, (laughs) single, you know, (laughs) But you can look in the scriptures and you can see people like the Apostle Paul, who was single and has contributed to this day much of the New Testament of the scriptures because he was able to focus on the Lord. And then I know others of you kind of sit down and you've been led to believe that because you hadn't been to college and couldn't stand up during that part that. Maybe you should feel some level of shame, but if you look into the scriptures, you would see, yeah, God is with those that want to study, but God is also with like his, some of his disciples. The Bible says they were untrained men but they had been, they had power in their life because they'd been with Jesus. See, so God is with you. See. We could go throughout the scriptures and see how God is with all kinds of different people. But can I show you one passage that kind of sums it up? And it's a part of the Christmas story. It's Luke chapter two, verse 10. Look at it with me. I bring you good news that will bring not just joy, but great joy to who? All people, all people. And that is God's heart as he wants to be with all people Now, of course, the most important character in the Christmas story is the baby Jesus, right? The baby king. And nobody gets to stand up during this one because none of us were born of a virgin and none of us are equal with God like Jesus was, right? So he's the only one that gets to kind of be recognized in that way. And the ancient Jewish people would have thought and compared Jesus to Moses and being compared to Je- to Moses would have validated Jesus. I'll show you a little chart here of some things that Moses and Jesus had in common. Like uh, both of them on the chart that's going to magically appear here in just a second, um, um, it's going to show that both Moses and Jesus were being hunted down to be killed by an evil dictator of their day. Both of them um, were actually had to run to Egypt from the evil dictator. Both of them rescued a woman at the well and then both of them passed through waters. Moses passed through the parted waters of the Red Sea and Jesus passed through the waters of baptism, see? So here's the question. Is that if God wants to be with us and show himself to us, then how is it that we get with God? You ever heard the kids they're dating they're describing and they say, I'm with them right? I used to hear kids say, we're, we're going around, you know, what are you going around the block or what's going, what's going on here, right? But see, if you want to be with God, how do you get with God? Because you don't just like change your status on social media or whatever to get with you, It's something that happens in your heart. How do you get there? Um, well, I want to illustrate it by an old story. And I'm actually a student of old pastor stories. I love those old pastor stories and I like to read them. Then I like to fact check them and I like to see if those old stories are like real stories or if they're just kind of parables that are not real stories. And then I like to check those old stories against the Bible to see if they're good theology, right? So here's the story I want to tell you today. It's about a guy known as the drawbridge operator. Let me tell you about the drawbridge operator. His sole job was to maintain the machinery of a drawbridge And then he would pull a lever when the train is coming and the drawbridge would come down and the train would pass over the drawbridge over a body of water. See, so one day it was bring your kid to work day. So his little son comes with him to work at the drawbridge and the kid was playing in the drawbridge and the kid fell down in the gears of where the machinery operated this drawbridge. And the train was coming in that moment. And the drawbridge operator was faced with a significant decision. He's like, do I pull that lever? Because if I pull the lever right now, that bridge and that machinery is going to crush my son. But if I don't pull that lever, the people in that passenger train that are about to come over this bridge are all going to plunge to their death. Can you imagine being placed in that situation? And in that moment, he made an excruciating choice. He pulled the lever. The drawbridge came down. It crushed his son. And the people in the train just looked out the window and just smiled and waved, not knowing the sacrifice that this man had made. Now, I went back in history to look and found that this indeed is a real story. The drawbridge operator's name is John Griffith and he saved 400 people on the Memphis Express through his decision that day. And that story does a great job of illustrating for you and I today the sacrifice that Father God made by allowing his son to be crushed on the cross for our sin. But there's only one place where the story goes a little bit wrong. See, in the little story the son was surprised by a tragedy and the father was surprised by an accident that happened, thus causing him to have to pull the lever and see his son die. But the story of the gospel is that Father God knew and Jesus stepped up and willingly and voluntarily came to earth to be born in a manger and be crushed in the gears of the cross to pay for my sin and for yours. Jesus said, no one takes my life from me. I give it willingly. Why would he do that? I'll tell you why. Because he wants to be with you. Yeah. So what do you say we bow together in prayer? And if you'd like to begin love relationship with God through Jesus, I want you to talk to him in your own heart and mind right now. You don't have to say these words out loud. Really, it's just between you and God. Maybe just tell him something like this. God, I'm choosing right now in this moment, Christmas Eve, to believe that Jesus Christ died in the gears of the drawbridge for me. He died on the cross to pay for my sin. And he rose again from the dead to give me new life. God, welcome into my life. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. And so look, we've we've got baptisms happening today. I think there are like 20 people signed up for baptism in it right on him. And look, check check this out. Look right here, they're gonna be getting ready, you know, and all this, but check, check this out. You know, the gospel and the cross is God saying, I wanna be with you. Baptism, don't miss this. Baptism is when you say, God, I'm with you. That's when you're saying not only to God, but to the people around you, I'm not really ashamed of God. I want people to know that I am with Jesus and baptism is what does that. And look, if you, even if you're not already registered for baptism, if you'd like to be baptized today, we won't even make you get baptized in your clothes. But if you've chosen for yourself, not your grandma or your mom's decision when you were a baby, but your choice today, if you've chosen to believe in Jesus, you'd like to be baptized, go back to the lobby and uh, out front and get registered. And those of you that are baptism candidates, if you guys would stand now and go to either this wall to the east or this wall to the west and what you guys are gonna do, and what you're going to do when you uh, uh, come up to get baptized is that we'll baptize you and you'll exit down the middle aisle. Uh, so if you're new to city tribe baptisms, it's totally appropriate to cheer and to yell for people when they are lowered into the water and raised up. And so let's enjoy this beautiful multisensory experience of baptism. awesome sight today of people coming to faith in Jesus and being baptized right on. And so uh, as you guys sit down just for a minute, take a load off. um, I want to just kind of announce to you that the candles are really cool, aren't they? But they're not like a party gift because we kind of need them for the next two services. So uh, when you guys take off today, we're going to sing Silent Night together here in just a minute. That's going to be nice, and you hold up your candles during Silent Night. But when you leave today, um, the ushers will have baskets that you can put your candles in uh, as you guys take off. And as I think about Christmas, it's Jesus' birthday, right? And have you ever gone to someone's birthday party, and then everyone else exchanged gifts but didn't give it to the people that, um, you know, the person that it was his birthday? Well... I, I think Jesus perhaps feels that sometimes during Christmas, and I think there are two things that are important to Jesus, I and mean, is his, you know, his word, and then people, people's souls. And when we see people coming to faith in Jesus, that's like a gift for him. That's what he wants to see, and you know. We could spend our resources on a lot of things this Christmas season as well, couldn't we? And one of the things that we're asking people to consider is to uh, help fund our Tribal Missions Fund, which helps people in Liberia, Africa with water wells, as well as health care and, you know, uh, uh, pastor training and stuff. Uh, We also, with that fund, are able to help people in Chihuahua, Mexico, orphaned kids that wouldn't have a place to stay, and the Tadumada People are getting clothed and fed and helped uh, from the cartels and such. Down in Chihuahua, we also help a uh, you know homeless families here with that that fund. So um, consider that if you're new to City Tribe, there are four ways that we raise funds for these types of causes, and um, that would be um, one is online, another one is through the mail or text to tithe. Um, then also you can go to, to uh, I guess citytribe.church, which is our website and um, contribute to those causes there. So pray about that. If that's something that you know, if you've had a blessed year and want to help with that in your end of your charitable giving, that would be awesome. So let's stand together now and uh, sing silent night as we hold up our candles. guys walk from here and enjoy your christmas know that he is with you you guys have a merry christmas we'll see you next time peace we're glad you were a part of the tribe today to further connect with us check the city tribe youtube channel itunes soundcloud instagram facebook or our website citytribe.church may you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved